number 181 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. Steve? Yeah. What's what? that? I said, what? yeah, what? I said, hey, Steve. Hey, that's me. Um, that's Steve. If you can tell, I'm still wearing the same shirt I wore two days ago when we went to the movies, so you can tell how yesterday. It's hard to see. All I can see is your black Still my color. same gremlin shirt that I wore to the movie theater when we went to go see uh, Cocaine Bear the other day. Cocaine Bear. Yep, that was fun. It's fun. Um, and uh, a TGIF alum had something to do with that movie that you told me that I didn't realize until we got there. Who? Elizabeth Berkeley, right? No, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, different person that I was thinking. Yeah, of. it was on the screen. Like almost as soon as I said it, they put it on the screen. Yeah, you know, I remember giant... seeing it, but for some reason I was just thinking Jesse from Saved by the Bell <laughs> the whole time directed that movie. I'm like, oh, okay. No, like literally it was the entire screen. It's no, I remember I remember seeing it. I was like, oh, it still didn't <laughs> click right with me. So no, was... Elizabeth Banks was not on any TGIF episodes that I know of, but uh, not that I'm familiar with, but we have a lot of TGIF left. So who knows what happens? along the lines she's probably more famous for i guess she was with uh what's his name right like uh is she still with elizabeth, that dude i don't know elizabeth banks to me like my her biggest role will always be reader repulsa in the and the mighty Morphin power rangers remake she was in that she was in hunger games she was in uh yeah, she was in hunger games i do love hunger games some yeah. of those uh what's the Director guy, Jewish guy who, uh, uh, that helps, right? Jewish guy director. Um, you know, the one who does all the comedy movies with Seth Rogen. Oh, uh, oh man. Why, my, why is my brain going blank right this minute? Wasn't she I know married exactly. to him? Why? Well, no or idea. still married to him? I have no idea. Oh God, it's going to kill me. Everyone that's listening right now is like, ah, uh, yeah, no, no. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, bad guy, right? Didn't do super bad. He did girls. He did. 50 first dates not 50 first dates the 40 year old did version do, did not do super bad uh God, i can see him adam no just, no just look up 40 year old virgin i am i looked up super bad first and he didn't do super bad so. oh i'm thinking of leslie mann now god i'm confusing everyone right now so, judd apatow judd apatow i think leslie mann was with judd apatow for some reason i'm confusing her with elizabeth banks who i completely know who elizabeth banks is because i told you things she was in but uh yeah i don't know i'm not really uh a big like 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 uh you know hollywood well i was wrong guy. i was thinking of someone completely different so oh, well okay Jeez, um, sorry to take you guys down that <laughs> awful rabbit hole. Um, I'm surprised nobody in Cocaine Bear was in. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some of these people, if you dig a little bit, was in a TGIF episode. Yeah, Ray Liotta was he ever like a guest star on Clueless or something? Yeah, Jesse Carey Tyler Russell. Ferguson maybe. No, he wasn't around. Was he acting back? Then? I don't. I don't know. I'm just trying I don't, to think I don't of, like, remember. the adults in the movie. I'm not, like, the kids are well, too young, probably. Yeah. Carrie Russell, I mean, she was Felicity back in the 90s, so she was doing stuff. She was, okay, so she was on an episode of Boy Meets World. So that's one. Was she, we the, got mom, her. Was she the mom in Cocaine there? Yeah, she was the mom. <clears throat> Ray Liotta. All right, uh, so this is a uh, TGIF podcast. It's not a Cocaine Bear podcast. Um, so we watch all of TGIF 30 years after it airs. And uh, this week, we got a good one for you. We got a, a rerun of uh, Family Matters and then two brand new shows, the pilot episodes of two shows that we'll be talking about in just a minute. It's not a rerun. It's a brand new episode of Family Matters. We have reruns of Step by Step, Dinosaurs. This is why we shouldn't be recording at 7.45 a.m. and I should just stick to the like the 3 p.m. when I'm awake kind of deal. You pick, you pick this time. I know. It feels good to get it out of the way. And then it's like, ugh. Uh, when I'm no, so, so here's the deal. We got a new and very infamous episode of Family Matters. Really? You remember uh, this one? Important episode of fan. This is a, a critical. This is a watershed I, episode. I don't know if I've ever seen this episode. Uh, well, you will by the end. You will know why that it is an important episode. Uh, so we have a very important episode of Family Matters. We step by step is on reruns. Dinosaurs is on reruns or not on reruns. Excuse me, they didn't air this week. Um, and then Camp Wilder is done. We have two new shows. We have uh, Getting By and Where I Live. All right, so before we get into that, we do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. Now, these would have aired when, you said, in 93? Yeah, these would have aired Friday, let's see, March. March something. March 5th. 
March 5th. Oh, I didn't hear 5th. Sorry, did I break up there? Yeah, March 5th, 1993. All right, so I pulled uh, three stories that happened uh, during that week, and the first one was February the 28th, 1993. This was the first of 51 days. Do you know where I'm going or no? Say that one more time. You broke up. The oh, first. Man. This is the first of 51 days of something. 51 days? No, I don't know. This is where the gun battle in Waco, Texas at the Branch Davidian compound started after an FBI raid uh, 30 years ago today. It started or on the 28th, 28th of February. Yeah, I've been there. It's a really creepy place. I've been there too. Like the bus that's halfway out of the ground that's still there. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I went there. I went there like 20 years ago when <laughs> when I think it was a little bit even crazier than when you went because you went like last year, a couple two years two ago. Two years right? ago, Something yeah, like yeah, yeah. I went like 20 years ago, and it was it was wild. Yeah, I'm sure stuff is like uh, less eroded and uh, just yeah, you can see a little it, more. I don't know how it was for you, but I mean, it was a free for all when I was there. Like you could oh, do anything you want. I got there before they opened and uh, some guy just opened the gate for me. And then I just kind of did whatever I wanted. Like there was no one yeah. around. And please, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big believer of like, like, well, I don't believe in ghosts or anything like that, but that place is, you walk into that place and it feels, it feels creepy. It just feels bad. Yeah. So this was day one. I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, what happens later on in the show but uh, 51 days yeah yeah but uh also check out that movie that came out like a couple years ago i think it's a good one with uh yeah. one of the calkin kids on it uh if you haven't okay. seen it um uh, let's see february i said that was the 28th let's go back two days before that february the 26th uh 1993 great week for america this was the world trade center bombing of 1993 where the uh <sighs> truck bomb exploded in the parking garage in the basement, Inju- yeah. Injuring over a thousand, uh, killing six, and uh, at the time was the deadliest act of terrorism on U.S. soil. Ugh. At the time, technically that happened last week, but but we'll take it. Oh, dude, was this not supposed to be on the twenty? Did I go too far back? You did, but that's okay. That's fine. We didn't mention it last week. We'll mention it this week. No. That was uh, that was a big deal. One more thing. Uh, oh no, two more things. Jeez, there was oh, a lot geez. that went on. Uh, March the 1st, uh, what did we say? 1991? Three. <laughs> um, I don't even know what my handwriting re- says anymore. So I gotta Go get some coffee. I don't even drink coffee. I know, but still. Oh, uh, remember George Steinbrenner we talked about a, a few weeks ago where he got kicked out yeah. of the Yankees for uh, dealing with some dude that was uh, a convicted gambler? Well, he got reinstated to the Yankees this week. Okay, I don't remember us talking about that, but cool. it was it was a while ago. It might have been last year, but uh, he, okay, they they kicked him out of the Yankees organization, and now he's back. Okay, and then uh, back. March fourth, this is the last one. I promise the first ever ESPY awards by ESPN, which I didn't think was going to last. It's still going on today. Uh, big winners included Michael Jordan and Monica Seles. I mean, those both make sense, right? Yep. Absolutely. Um, that's it. That's all the news. What about movies and music? What was number one back in 93? All right. So I promise this is the last week and I... for Whitney Houston. Next week, we will have a new yeah. song. This is the last week for Whitney Houston. I will always love you. Okay. Uh, new movie this week. So I had never heard of this movie until I looked at the list of mov- number one movies for 1993. Um, have you ever seen or heard of the movie Falling Down? I have. Yeah. With uh, yeah, okay. what's his name, Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I never heard of it. I oh, never man. heard of it. Um, it's a crazy movie. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Um, I didn't know too. Evidently, the like visually, the that mascot. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head for the. Uh, um, oh my god, it's all it's all lose. I'm losing it all right now. The uh, the, the that punk Gritty. band. No. What? No, not not Green. Gritty. What's the punk? What's the punk band uh, that's got the little logo with the guy with the glasses and the and the flat top? The Descendants. The Descendants. Thank yeah. you, Milo from the 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 the. It's based off of that. Visually, visually, it's based off of that character. And that, I thought that was cool. Yeah, but it's it's a good movie. It's just it's wild. Yeah, it's wild yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a good one. Um, any birthdays this week? Yes, we have one birthday uh, today. Friday, March third is Mary Page Keller. So happy birthday, Mary Page Keller. It's been a good run. She's done, right? No more TGIF? No more TGIF. She moves on to no, bigger and better No guest things. appearances in Clueless? Not that I can find. Wait, does she yeah. do better things? 
I looked at her. I looked at her. Uh, yeah, she's got. She's on. Uh, oh, what show is she on? Melrose Place. She does. She does better things. She's like still. She was just on a show a couple years ago where she was like the main lady. Come on the show, Mary Page Keller. We got, a lot, we, got, we got a lot to talk about. I got a lot of questions. We got a lot <clears throat> of questions. Yeah, why can't we make that one happen? You would think. Because she went on to bigger and better things. That's why. I guess. All right. Let's get into it. It's 8 o'clock p.m. Friday night. Family Matters is on. Season 4, episode 19. Mama's Wedding is the name of the episode. And it starts Wasted off. Wasted no time. We didn't even save it for the season finale. They jumped into it. Yeah. It starts off. We got a Estelle and Fletcher. Uh, they got a big announcement to wake. They got to wait for Steve, though, because he's... uh in the shower i think uh laura's like uh or harry's like i just do it without him or something and then steve runs in he's in a towel soap covered on him fletcher and uh still make the announcement they've set the date for the wedding they're getting married in two weeks yeah and the reason they gave is because they got a good deal on an engagement cruise which i'm confused of why you actually have to be married can you just take the deal and go on the cruise and worry about the marriage later but whatever yeah they wanted to make it the right put the honeymoon after the wedding i guess that's fine i don't care whatever um but yeah estelle and fletcher mentioned they just want a simple ceremony nothing huge but carl's like no you're my mom i'm doing it the right way we're going all outs this is going to be the biggest ceremony ever we're going to have the reception at St. Josephine's, and this neighborhood's never going to know what hit them. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, I like that they threw in the St. Josephine's there. I thought that was perfect. Hell yeah, keep it around. Um, all right, so yeah, that's setting up the episode. We come back out of the theme song. Now we've got Eddie, Waldo, Steve, and Weasel. They're all watching basketball. Everyone's getting into it. Steve's knocking over popcorn. Get a, did I do that from him? Uh, Carl and Harriet, they're kind of walking by, talking about uh, planning the wedding. They walk through. I think they go through the kitchen. And then, well, uh, well, 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 before they go to the kitchen, they mentioned that, that, you know, as soon as they're done with all the wedding planning and all the wedding well, stuff, right, they're going to yeah. they're going to leave to go on vacation to this cabin on a lake. So it's really important in the scope of this episode that we understand that they have the you know, that they have said that. Yeah. So after the wedding's all done, they're going on a little getaway for a weekend. And uh, that's and I think someone in the uh, and the police force is letting them have like a place for free or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So uh, while all this is going on, Waldo just looks real confused. He's like, why are your parents just now getting married? God, he's so good in this episode. And then Eddie's like, it's not my parents. It's my grandmother. And then he's like, even more confused. He's like, that's even well, worse. Well, yeah, his whole thing is just like, he, he's playing like a very traditional. He's like, I can't believe they're just getting married now. That's, 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 you know, not, that's not appropriate. Like, Obviously, they had kids before. And then when he finds out the grandparents, like, that's crazy. That's totally the wrong way to do this. Yeah. So this uh, getaway that Carl and Harriet are going on gives uh, Weasel a little idea. He's like, Mm -hmm. parents are leaving. Let's throw a flyer party. We can charge $15 a person. And Eddie's like, oh, yeah, I'm in. And Steve, of course, has his doubts of what's going on. But, uh... They mention uh, Eddie tells Waldo that uh, well no I think uh, Weasel says first they can charge like they can charge fifteen dollars a person and Waldo's like all right or Eddie tells Waldo I'm sorry to go to go <laughs> to go make a thousand flyers that's how many people they're gonna plan on well no yeah, yeah. a flyer invites more than one person too if they're handing out flyers or putting up flyers they're they're planning on inviting ten thousand people I bet the entire the entire neighborhood at least and the entire school right yeah. There's going to be a ton of people at this party. Um, Waldo, once again, confused about how to make a thousand flyers. He thinks he's going to have to do them all by hand. Steve gets real mad at Waldo during this point and tells him to just go Xerox them. And uh, Eddie's in charge of recruiting the fly honeys. Fly honeys. Eddie can do it. Yeah, we get another one of those uh, secret handshakes that we talked about a couple episodes ago between uh, Waldo, Weasel, and Eddie. And then uh, Steve's just kind of on the outside wishing he was part of it. Yeah, he wants friends. So uh, next scene, we've got Fletcher and Carl talking. They're in the living room. And uh, Carl is uh, really looking forward to the wedding. He keeps talking about all the plans he's made and how everything's going. And Fletcher reminds Carl that he and Estelle said they just want to keep things simple. Yeah, and then and that makes Carl mad. Carl's like, I think I know my mom better than you. I know what she wants. I'm doing, I'm doing this for her. Yeah, so he calls in his mom. Stell comes in from the kitchen. He's like, well, what's going on, Carl? And confirms with Carl, yes, she just wants a simple ceremony. Oh, poor Carl getting, Carl, getting put down by his mom. Carl's reaction? I'm not going to the wedding. 
I mean, that, that seems like the the logical thing to do, right? Yeah, exactly. So the next scene, we've got Harriet in the kitchen. Um, she's talking about more like of the updates to Carl about the wedding. Carl's just kind of sitting there and then eventually tells her that uh, he kind of wants to get out of this whole wedding thing because his mom just wants to keep it simple and uh, he doesn't need to do anything. Exactly. So uh, Estelle comes in at this he's point. Very, in a very, he's very bitter. It's a very like, like angry way he's i don't know if angry is the right word but it's just very like passive aggressive that's that's what i'm looking for it's very passive aggressive it's kind of like i don't want to do it me but uh no i I took it more as like oh you don't want me to do it fine i'm not doing anything let's just do whatever blah 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 so estelle comes in she looks real upset um harriet knows her place she walks out of the kitchen estelle and uh carl are in there Talking about the ceremony, um, Carl once again talks about how he wants to throw the best wedding possible. She did so much for him his whole life, and he had always been waiting for some point in his life to return the favor, and he figured this was it. He needs to go out. He needs to do something special, but then he kind of realizes that's not what she wants and ends up apologizing for uh, for getting carried away. Yeah, it's a little sweet moment. I mean, he tells a story about how when he was a kid, he wanted this bike and his mom didn't have the money. So she sacrificed her savings that she had been putting together for some new clothes and for a, dre- a dress to her high school reunion is what she was. Gonna yes. Buy. Yes. Yeah. So and so she bought him a bike instead. And, and it's just all about him, her sacrifice for him, him wanting to give back them coming to a, you know an understanding. Yep. And they do come to the understanding and they make an agreement. Um, she tells him what she wants to have is a nice garden ceremony, moonlit, nighttime, back of the house. And Carl thinks that's a wonderful idea. And they agree on the new wedding plans. Yes. So uh, next scene, uh, we're getting right into it. Carl and Eddie are coming downstairs. They're in their suits. The wedding's happening right now. It's. I mean, it, we're good to go. Fletcher comes in with his dad, Skippy. Have we met Skippy before? Is the first I don't time? think we've met. This is the first time we've they seen They definitely Skippy. introduced him like it was the first time. He looked familiar to me. I don't know if I know him from something else or what. I think he's a fairly accomplished actor. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, Steve comes in, uh, also in his suit, and uh, tells Eddie that uh, we got a problem, Eddie. Remember that party that we were planning in a couple weeks when uh, your parents go out of town and... Uh, we're going to put we put up all those flyers and everything. Waldo put the wrong date. He put today as the date of the party. And there's 100 teenagers in the backyard right now ready to go. <laughs> That's a nightmare. But it's also like you got you got a good crowd. Yeah. Um, we go into the backyard. Uh, all the wedding guests are back there in their chairs, along with all of the uninvited wedding guests. We've got kids everywhere just standing around hanging out uh not looking too upset i i don't know how i would have felt if i paid 15 dollars well, to get into this party and they I explain in. this okay they explain this, they explain then. they explain that waldo and weasel talk to all the kids and 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 said hey look here's the deal there's gonna be a wedding and then as soon as the wedding's over then we can start partying okay. everybody was cool with that and and because i think also there's like because there's a wedding there's gonna be more music more food more in theory alcohol so it benefits everybody if they just chill out for a little bit and then get the party going later. Did they say this no this more food thing? Because that doesn't make sense to me. No, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a whole I'm lot taking that extra less because if there's only uh, you know that's thirty a that's wedding a, guests, that's a fair they have assumption. enough food and drink for thirty. Not and then if they didn't think the date was today, they definitely right, don't have enough right. stuff for a hundred plus. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's a really good point. I I was making an assumption, and I and you are correct. Well, are, all of the teenagers be, like they fall for it. They're in there. They're in their wedding. They don't care what's going on. They just want something no. to do on. Uh, I'm assuming saturday night and uh this seems like a good place to pay to to spend 15 bucks estelle's wedding sure yeah um so where do we go from here um we, did you say i don't know if we mentioned it but we also find out at this point that they've already gotten 1500 dollars. yeah i think we do find that here right um yeah so weasel shows eddie he's got 1500 bucks and then carl comes over Asks Eddie, uh, who are all these kids? And uh, it doesn't take Eddie too long. He tells his dad the truth. Um, yeah. He's like, well, we were going to do a party when you guys went out of town. And Waldo accidentally wrong the, wrote the wrong date. And they're all here. But I think he does he mention the money here or not till later? Not till later. That's okay. yeah, that's the that's the credit scene. Um, 
Carl's like, all right, we're going to have a wedding, and then we're going to have a funeral. Your funeral. <laughs> so uh, the wedding starts. Uh, Richie comes down. He's the ring bearer, of course. Uh, Eddie walks his mom down. Steve walks Laura down, which is real difficult for him, but he's taking it as slow as he possibly can, so he'll never forget this moment. And uh, after he walks Laura, he goes to sit down. He gets stuck in a chair head first, falls into the row. Uh, Judy comes down. She's the flower girl. I'm guessing this is the last appearance of Judy. Is that right? It is. It is. Okay. See you, Judy. Uh, and then the wedding march begins. Carl walks down Estelle. The uh, officiant officially starts the wedding. Um, says a few lines. Calls up uh, Rachel to sing. Uh, I don't, is this an original song or is this a cover that I should know? Uh, no, it's it's an inseparable by Natalie Cole. Okay. She sings a Natalie Cole song with a whole bunch of like Shots of the family members while she's singing, like just showing them like really enjoying her song, I guess. Uh, they go back to the officiant who continues the wedding. Um, Fletcher says, I do. Um, Estelle says, sugar, I sure do. There's uh, the rings, the kiss, and the two of them are married. That's it. Uh, family and Estelle and Fletcher all walk back into the kitchen. All of the teenagers are Arsenio hauling the whole time that they're uh, walking back in. And that is the end of Judy, the wedding, and this episode of Family Matters. There's the credit scene. Do get a credit scene. I uh, got a whole bunch of dancing going on in the backyard. Carl goes over to Eddie to talk about the uh, extra 150 people that showed up to the wedding again. And Eddie's like, well, Dad, we made $2,000 and we wanted to give it to you. And... Carl's excited, like, right away. He's happy. He's like, oh, man, thank you so much. <laughs> he kind of forgets everything. Um, but he does still ground Eddie for a month, which uh, doesn't make Eddie too happy. No. But that's it. That's the uh, the Estelle yeah. wedding in Family Matters. Pretty good wedding yeah. episode. It's a good wedding. It's perfectly fine. I mean, it doesn't have the, the normal, like, like huge conflicts that uh, most wedding episodes of TJF do. We have a um, conflict, again, though, the party. Uh, yeah, but it was, you know, easy Settled to resolve. Easy. There was yeah, a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, but again, pivotal episode. So there's, you know, this is the last episode of Judy, uh, Jamie Foxworth. So no more Judy after this. So, you know, she kind of there's that kind of famous joke that she like goes up the stairs and never comes back, uh, which we do see in this episode where she they're all in the kitchen. She runs up the stairs, and you know, but we she's do see in the wedding brief- ceremony. Yeah, we do see her briefly in the wedding ceremony, but um, that's it. That's the last episode. Not the last, last episode of Fletcher yet, though. He's still alive, right? Uh, I don't, you know, that's a good question. I don't know don't how much kill more. them off right I now, do they? I gotta think that he's <laughs> he's not not long for this show, though, right? Uh, I don't know. All right, so you said uh, this week, what step by step is in uh, reruns, or where did they throw this? Step next by step one? is in reruns. So is this nine o'clock now for getting by? We're at nine o'clock. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm looking up. Hold on, I'm looking up Fletcher real quick. He's got to be in at least one more. Don't do that, to my uh, boy Fletch. I like Fletcher. He, he is. He is in at least one more. Okay. Jeez, only one more would be crazy, too. Nine o'clock. It's a brand new show. It's called Getting By. I'm going to play the theme song right here for you, okay? Sure. All right. So there's the theme song. It's your personal opinion. How empty or how full the cup with an eye. So I mean, decent. So here's the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Jesse go. Jesse Frederick. Yep. Song not not as much of a earworm as his other his earlier TGIF hits, but it is a Jesse Frederick original. It's not bad. It's not bad. Just not. Um, as, I, I don't think this one's gonna. I'm gonna be like walking around the house singing this one. Yeah, it didn't make our theme song bracket back when we did that at Awesome Con. Well, but, we also uh, didn't know, but. Um, what I gathered from the theme song video is we've got two families and they're living together. That's about all I can figure out. That sounds about right. So a little bit, a little bit on this show. So getting by, we'll get into the premise, but just to give you kind of some of the history of it. So, uh, two seasons, 31 total episodes, only this only season one was on TGIF 12 episodes and they moved it to NBC. 
Um, main players here, we've got uh, we've got Rachel from Family I think Matters. Notably, yeah, Thelma Hopkins, who was Rachel. We haven't seen her a lot in, in this last season of Family Matters. Presumably, she was off filming this show. She plays Dolores. She's one of the moms. Uh, then we have Kathy, who was played by Cindy Williams, who famously was Shirley on Laverne and Shirley. Uh, so she is the other mom. The kids, so we got, and each of them have two kids. So uh, Dolores has two sons, Marcus and Darren. Um, Darren is played by Dion Richmond, probably most famous as Kenny on The Cosby Show. And then Marcus is uh, played by Merlin Santana, who was Romeo on The Steve Harvey Show. And then the the two daughters are uh, Nikki and Julie, and they neither of them had a huge career. They're really not notable for much um, much of anything else besides uh, let's call them, let's say this show. So that's that's kind of the main cast of characters. Yeah, and we've got. The, I think it's important to say too. We have one white family and one black family, which I have a feeling will probably play yeah. into certain storylines and things throughout the show. Absolutely. I mean, that's the big part of the premise, right? Is that obviously Dolores and her family are the black family, Kathy and her family are the white family. They're, you know, they both have had situations where the dad is no longer around. And so in order to save money and and be in a, you know, I guess a, a communal relationship, they're moving in together. And did you say they work together? Did you mention that? I did not, but they do work together. They're, uh, they work at social services. Yeah. We learned that real quick, like first. Immediately. Yeah. All right. So. After the theme song, the show starts off. Uh, the two moms kind of bump into each other. They scare each other because they're both moving at the same time. And I guess they didn't realize that they were both moving into the same house. So I don't know what's going on there. But anyways, yeah. uh, we've got we meet them, Dolores and Kathy. They're the two moms. And uh, this is right away. We learned that they both work together at social services. Uh, one of them. But, yeah. I was going to say, they, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Kathy, her daughter comes down. Her name's Nikki. And uh, she's upset because she just remembered that she's got to share a bedroom with her sister. Yeah, her sister, Julie. So and a couple of things, too, that are set up here in this scene is we kind of get the impression that Kathy is a little more up. I don't I don't know if uptight's the right word, but she's she's more neat, clean, you know, uh, prim and proper, whereas Dolores is more like we're just trying to get it done. Like it doesn't really care so much about how it gets done. You know, Kathy, they hired movers. Dolores got her sons to do it. Um, so they're kind of trying to establish these character traits, this kind of, uh, odd couple, I think character trait situation. Yeah. So, uh, we also do find out too that, uh, what'd you say? Nikki and Julie's dad, uh, left right. their Kathy's mom yeah. for a tanning bed poster girl. And, the, and for, and he evidently he works, he owns a tanning bed company or works at a, it. Basically they imply that it's his company. So. The implication is that he has money. I, I, my, I guess what I'm, what I'm thinking of this is he has some money. He left him for a younger woman. Uh, there's also a running joke, uh, at least throughout this episode, where he's not paying his child support. Yeah. Um, then uh, Dolores' kids come down, Marcus and Darren. Um, they're just kind of quickly introduced to the show, and uh, Dolores sends them off to go unpack some of the kitchen. And we do also get here uh, a little bit of the attitude from Marcus. We start to establish that Marcus is just not happy about this situation. He doesn't like being moved from where he was. He doesn't like being transferred to a new school. He's just got a bad attitude about this whole thing. Yeah, and I think we kind of get the idea here, too, that Marcus is a little rougher than Darren. Darren is kind of more like academic and Marcus yeah. is kind of like whatever kind of like. They really establish it later, like more throughout the episode than yeah, for sure. so much. But we do we do get the we do get Marcus's or a Darren established as like a, a, a you know, almost an, I don't want to say nerd. I don't know if that's the right term, but studies, goes to schools, happy with schools, very well spoken, whereas Marcus is more like a little bit. Well, he's just kind of angry the whole time so it's hard to say but um yeah yeah so um they go in the kitchen the phone rings uh they look around for the phone for a while because they've got stuff piled all on top of it they find it um i think uh kathy answers it and it's her ex-husband the uh the dude who's with the tanning bed girl now and uh his name's tom we can call him tom tom um so kind of a quick conversation and uh this kind of sets up how Kathy is still feeling like almost sorry for uh, for Tom. Like doesn't uh, doesn't have. I think she any... misses him. I think yeah. she's not over it. I think she still misses him. And we also kind of established that he's seems to be the more dominant person in the relationship, and she doesn't really know how to stand up to him or or get what she needs as you know from him, i.e. the the child support payments. 
Uh, Julie comes in for the first time at this scene too. We were introduced to her. She mentioned the young, younger daughter. She's, I don't know what, eight to 10 probably. Yeah. If that, um, she mentions that Marcus is in a bad mood and, uh, Kathy feels bad. Uh, she's still talking about how she feels bad for Tom. Um, and, uh, Dolores is trying to talk some sense into her at this point saying that she needs, she shouldn't feel bad. She should be angry at Tom for, leaving her and not paying her any child support. Right. Yeah. And that's, she's going to play that role throughout the episode. We're trying to pump up Kathy to, to give her some, you know, some backup to, to get what she needs from Tom. Yep. So next scene, we've got uh Darren and Marcus They're in the backyard playing some basketball. Uh, Julie is watching cause she wants to learn how to play best some basketball. Um, real weird dialogue here from Julie where she says, uh, I always wanted a bigger brother. I just didn't know it would be a brother. And I was like, all right, Julie. That was a little, that was a little awkward. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Marcus is kind of uh, cool with showing her how to play. Right. She, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says that she wants to play and he does, he does eventually like decide to teach. That's what she does is she tells the story about her dad. We find out about, uh, our, Oh no, we find out about Marcus's dad here where Marcus's dad, uh, their dad died when he was a kid. And so, and then she says about how her dad left them they kind of bond over not having a dad and he does teach her some basketball talks about how great of a coach he is. And that's, that's it. And she says that weird thing about brothers. Yep. Uh, a little later on, Dolores is getting home with some dinner. Um, Kathy has set the table all nice with like uh, candles and glassware and everything. Dolores just brought home some like shish kebab or what is that what she calls it? Shish kebabs or shish kebabs. Skewers yep. or yeah. Something like shish kebabs. That. Um, she just like dumps them onto a plate. Like, <laughs> Complete opposite of what uh, Kathy wanted. Right. Uh, they call down all the kids. They all come to the table. And Kathy's got this great idea. Like, uh, everyone should go around the table and say something that they're thankful for or grateful for. Just like Thanksgiving, because it's the first day at the new house, and that's what people do, I guess. Uh, I suppose. Um, this is where Marcus mentions that uh, he's going to drop out of school as soon as he turns 16 and move out of the house. He, he says 18. But 18, I swear he said 16. It might have been 18. Oh, no, no, no. He said he, he, the next show is 16. I'm going to move out of the house. There's there's a lot of moving out of the house over these two new shows. But um, no, he says he can't wait. To, you know, he's grateful that he knows that when he turns 18, he can drop out of school and, and leave. And then Dolores uh, gets mad, sends him to his room. Right. Um, then we go back up to the bedroom where uh, Darren is reading Forbes magazine. He tells Marcus... Um, He's got to learn how to work the system, learn how to like be nice around mom, tell her the things that she wants to hear. And... But he also gives him gives him a little bit of grief for. It. He says, you know, just you can't be a jerk to mom. You got to be more respectful. You got to be nicer. Like you should, you need to be grateful for the fact that she's trying to you know, help. We, I mean, that's what he says. We, like she's trying. Well, yeah. To help. But he says, like, you know, we lived in a bad neighborhood, and now mom, you know, did what she could to move us out of that neighborhood. And, and Marcus, that's... Marcus, of course, is trying to like play it off. Oh, I like that neighborhood kind of stuff. Right. Right. Um, and he probably did, you know, he had, I'm sure he had friends and stuff, but yeah, no, Darren's just trying to make the point that like, mom's doing the best you can. You can't be a jerk to her and you're not going to get what you want by being a jerk to her. You need to be nice and respectful. Yep. Um, we then go to Dolores and Kathy in the living room, um, drinking some hot cocoa. They talk about Marcus and like the issues that he's having and Kathy thinks it might be, um, the sheet. Does she talk to Marcus at some point or she Well, she later? she does. But what we find out here too is that what the the big hypothesis on why Marcus is angry is because when transferring to the new school, they wouldn't let him go to the next grade. They said that he had yeah. to repeat the ninth grade. And so that that's kind of the every Kathy and Dolores both kind of presume that that is why he is so upset. And then Kathy's like, Look, I'll go talk to him. I know you've talked to him, not getting anywhere. Let me let me go talk to him and see what I can do. Yeah, Dolores, I wrote down that she didn't really take the advice very well from Kathy, though. And then she kind of turns it back on to Kathy, talking about the problems that she's having with uh, with Tom. Yeah, she does. She does. But I don't I don't want to say she necessarily turns it back, but she it's more of that. Like, I you know, I hear what you're saying, but hey, take a look at yourself, too, because you might be projecting a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the next scene is breakfast. Uh, Dolores is trying to be more nurturing with Marcus, which was one of the recommendations from Kathy. Uh, Marcus kind of gets mad about it though. Um, say, cause like, she's like, what do you want for breakfast? And he's like, I want donuts. She's like, well, that donuts isn't a choice. And he's like, fine, I'm walking out of here. And then he walks out of the room, like to the backyard, I guess. 
And uh, Kathy asks Dolores at this point if she can go talk to Marcus. Right, right. Yeah, this is when Kathy goes to talk to him. Yep, so that's the next scene. Uh, Kathy's in the backyard in the driveway where the basketball hoop is, and uh, she goes to talk to Marcus. She tells him that she knows why he's angry. Um, They talk about, like, the school and being held back and stuff like that. She tries to tell him that he reminds her of Spike Lee, who was held back in the ninth grade, which uh, Marcus knows that he wasn't (laughs) held back in the ninth grade, and this is just a made-up story. Yeah, this total BS story about Spike Lee to try to convince him to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. I didn't mean to do that, but <laughs> to do the to do the right thing. Uh, but really, the point of the story is to let him know that she feels that everyone fails at something, but it's how you bounce back from that failure that is what's important. Yeah. And uh, I mo- I wrote down too that she says "bull doo doo" a whole lot in this scene, which they try to get <laughs> the audience to crack up about, but didn't work for me. Yeah, I didn't notice. Oh, no? <laughs> I didn't. And I don't know. We'll talk about it in a minute. But yeah, I, I didn't notice. And I'm not surprised that the audience didn't crack up. Oh, it. no. The audience, they, they threw some laugh tracks in there for sure. But uh, uh, okay, well. she said bull doo-doo at least three times in this talk to, to Marcus. But anyways, okay. uh, we go back to Kathy uh, in, the, in the house now. She's going back inside to talk to Dolores. Uh, Marcus follows her in pretty soon after. And he's like, hey, mom, I'm going to go play uh, basketball. I'm going to the new school to play some basketball. And then uh, this kind of excites Dolores that maybe he's accepting the idea of moving, meeting new friends, going to a new place. And she realizes maybe Kathy did a good thing talking to Marcus. Yeah, it seems like it worked a little enough, at least for now. Yep, the two of them talk a little more about Marcus and the ways of uh, dealing with stuff. And Dolores said, uh, you know what, Kathy, if... Uh, I've got to share my problems and share my bathroom. I'm glad it's with you. And then that's exactly. that's the end of the main part of the episode. We do get a credit scene, though, um, with uh, Dolores getting Kathy uh, worked up once again to call her husband and demand that, uh, that child support money. So uh, she gets on the phone. We, we don't hear the other end, obviously, but uh, she lashes out on her husband, hangs up, and uh, is pretty happy about uh, what she did. And then uh, meant, then she says, do you think he misses me? And then that's the end of the episode. That's it. That's the first episode. I, You know, I hope he gets better. That's all I'm going to say. You hope the show gets better? Yeah. I liked it all right. Um, I, I, I forgot to mention earlier, there's a bunch of weird transitions from scene to scene where they do like, oh, like yeah. doors opening or windows opening. Window. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's like a fade in through a window into like a room or something. I don't know. I, you know, I hate to say it, but I think the Cindy Williams, the, the Kathy character, it just wasn't clicking with her. Oh, she man. Wasn't... We're, we felt completely different in this episode. I thought she was great. Oh, uh, it didn't do much for me. Tom Hopkins, I thought, was doing great. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. It's only the first episode. Yeah. We've got, we've got 12 I to watch. Felt completely, I felt like she was uh, being shown up by Kathy. Like, Kathy was w- um, way better. I didn't get that at all. Okay. Did not get that at all. I, I just didn't like the style. The style of, of acting, I guess. Um, there are so I, I will say that we there's two episodes that I've not been able to find on this. I do have another source coming in. Hopefully we can get our hands on them before we get to them. Luckily they're later in the season. Uh, but twelve total episodes. We've got ten of the twelve at this point. Hopefully we'll we'll be able to get the other two by the end of it. What are we missing? Do you know what numbers? Ten and eleven. Okay. All right. See what happens. Yep. yep. Nine thirty. It's uh it's TGIF. This is another pilot. This is uh where I live. Season one, episode one. Occupant is the name of this episode. Uh, we'll go ahead and play the theme song here for this one too. generic i guess yeah yeah i mean it's it's a song yeah so, yeah and so and and it's credited the best i could find is credited by a guy named ray colcord 
um, who, you know, he does have a TGIF pedigree. So he, he did the music for dinosaurs. He's going to be doing the music for boy meets world. Um, he's credited as the composer. Obviously he did not sing the song or I don't know what, to what extent he, he performed the song. Um, but he's the closest thing I could come up with for any kind of credits for the, the theme song. Okay. Um, so it starts off, um, let me get the breakdown. Let me get the breakdown real quick. Okay. Let me get the, the pedigree of this show. Oh, and I'll, write, I'll tell you too, what I discovered on the theme song is we got friends and they hang out mostly in the street. And that's what I, that's what I gathered. Yeah. And this, and I, I will say, I do like the style of the theme song. It's that very nineties kind of like moving art, like draw, like mixing kind of like drawings with like real life. Oh, the video, not just the song, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 The video, like the theme entrance. Um, all right. Where I live. Two seasons. First season was on TGIF uh, for 11 episodes. And then it moved to Tuesday to, to follow Full House. So it was getting, wasn't doing great on TGIF. They moved it to follow Full House. The ratings went up a little bit. Um, and then, but they never really got great. So it almost got canceled after the first season. They, they filmed 21 total episodes over two seasons and only... 11 aired out of 13 in season one and then three out of out of the remaining eight in season two. The, it seems like the only reason they even brought it back for a season two is that uh, Bill Cosby got really involved and was hmm. a big fan of the show and came on as a consultant and said, like essentially saved the show for a second season. Uh, they moved it to Saturday nights to lead into was, uh, the- hold, real quick was uh, was Cosby on ABC. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. But uh, Dougie, Dougie Doug does end up becoming a character on the Bill Cosby show. Uh, so they ended up moving it to Saturday nights. It leads into a show called George, which was a, a sitcom that George Foreman was a star of. And it, it, the ratings just got worse. And that's why they only played three episodes in season two. And then the final five when it aired. So they filmed 21 total episodes and over two seasons, they only aired 14 with, with season shows missing from both seasons. Hmm. Cosby is on NBC, by the way. NBC. Okay. Well, he was a big, he was a big fan of the show and tried his best to, uh, to save it. Um, some of the lead characters, Dougie Doug plays Douglas St. Martin. He's your main lead. You know, Doug, everyone knows Dougie Doug from cool runnings. Uh, Flex Alexander is Rex, uh, Rex Reggie Coltrane. He's a friend, Sean Baker. Uh, he plays the other friend, Malcolm, Sean. We know he was cousin Clarence from family matters. I don't know if you remember that episode. Nope. You don't remember Cousin Clarence came in from Detroit, was causing trouble. I think he stole a car. Oh, like Eddie's bad cousin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's Sean Baker. Uh, and then you've got kind of a collection of others. The the parents, Lorraine, are uh, Marie and James St. Martin. They're played by Lorraine Toussaint and Sullivan Walker, both, you know, accomplished actors, Trinidadian um, actors and pretty pretty well known in their fields. And then you got a bunch of kids that, you know, don't mean much, didn't do much. Did this show feel very do the right thing to you? Did it feel very what? Do the right thing. Like they mentioned, uh, they mentioned Spike Lee in the last episode. And I, I really, I don't know if it was because they mentioned him, but like no, this show just not, felt yeah, like, I mean, I could, that's what they're trying to do no. is make the TV version of that show, of that movie. So I can see that being maybe moving in that direction, but I mean, obviously the right there's a lot more like, like racial tension and stuff and do the right thing. Well, that like, is. That is do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, do the right thing is just an hour and a half of like these these you know racial groups conf- conflicting and learning how to like live or not live together and you know in this block and and the. I think it was just the whole thing home. of like we've got these teenagers that hang out on the stoop like that's kind of like yeah. what both of them are I don't know that's where it, it was and it was probably because they mentioned Spike Lee like literally thirty minutes yeah. before. I'm not going to go that far yet. I mean, it might it might become like that, but I'm not going to go that far yet. Um, there is a pizza place. I, I will tell you this: the set the outside set is incredible and I can't even imagine the amount of money they spend on extras in this show because they recreate this whole block, this like corner block or whatever. And it's a living, I mean, it is a living set piece. They just um, did it on the do the right thing set. And they might, they might have, but I mean, they've got shops and they've got just tons of extras just milling around doing like, yeah, it's cool. It's people cool stuff. It must've been expensive. I, that's all I could think when I was watching it. It was like, I, they paid how much for all these extras to come and do this stuff. So, uh, I thought it was also interesting that this is now three of the four shows on uh, TGIF are kind of like black families. Like, uh, I don't know yeah. if ABC was like, "We're Family Matters is doing great. Let's bring in more black audience or and like, let's add two more shows. And like, maybe that's what they were thinking or it's just coincidence that it happened at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was also the early 90s and there was that that was that kind of big uprise of what we started to see on 
Fox with, you know, with Martin and living single and, and, and living color. And so maybe they were like, well, let's try like a family friendly version of that kind of programming and see what happens. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like TJF went from super white with like uh full house and uh, whatever else was on like at the time, whatever rotating show. And then now we're <laughs> at this and it just, it just feels like a different, uh, a different Friday night than it did two years ago, I guess. It did, but they also you got to look at that. There was a lot of shows that didn't work. You know, you, you're you're going places and your baby talk. A lot of these kind of very white centric shows weren't getting ratings, and so they were like, "Well, let's try let's try something different." See, yeah. that that does you know what we need. Uh, it works for one season, I guess, or doesn't work, and they try it. For but one it also, season. but you also see what this leads into when you've got you know this leads into shows like Hanging hey, with Mr. Cooper, Cooper and Sister Sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like there there's a niche. They're trying to find the balance, right? They're trying to figure out where it all fits in. Yep. Um, all right, so we've got these three guys, um, Doug, Malcolm, and Reggie. They're hanging out on the stoop. Um, I get confused about who's who in the very beginning because we didn't learn the names till a little later. But um, yeah. one of them's asking uh, Malcolm, I think, or Malcolm's asking maybe about how Reggie's date went or something. Someone, yeah, so, someone's asking someone yes, about their date. Yeah, so Reggie, so we what we kind of established that Reggie is the more put together, like, like, he's better with the women. He just knows what's up. And so, yeah, Malcolm is asking Reggie, um, how his, how his date went and Mal- and Reggie's being a gentleman. He's like, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. I can tell you. And this is where we kind of learn how part of the show is going to go to where we're introduced to uh, Doug and he talks directly to the camera and, and, and he does it multiple times throughout the episode too. And I, th- I guess that's going to be a thing throughout the series. Yeah. Yeah. He breaks the fourth wall pretty quick. Yeah. So. He's like, these are my friends are doing this, that kind of thing. Um, uh, Malcolm and Reggie start to kind of like, I don't know, just like friend wrestle fight kind of. And uh, Doug has to go over there and break him up. And then uh, Malcolm uh, goes over to talk to uh, who he calls his uh, his future woman who's uh, walking what, down the well, street what, towards him. What they get a fight in is they're like, well, who's the bigger who's the bigger Mac? Like who's who's better at getting women? And so they say, well, let's see who can pick up a girl first. And Malcolm goes to talk to this this woman. uh Dante, Dante is that her name? Dante, I, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Dante. So I think does Marcus ask her out here, and then uh, or does someone asks her out? It's anyway, Malcolm. She, Marcus is from the other show. This is Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm Mal- does. Yeah, Malcolm goes to talk to her, ask her out, and she just totally turns him down. She says, "I'll think about it." I think doesn't she or someone else? No, 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 no. Because she turns him down, and then Reggie. As she's walking away, Reggie goes up to her and says, hey, you want to go out? At first, she's like, I don't know. And then he talks her into going out on a date. Um, so he's already won this little contest. And then as Dante is walking away, excuse, and then Reggie kind of walks away. And then Dante, uh, Doug. Doug stops Dante and is like, hey, before you go out with him, do you want to go out with me? And she's like, what? Your friend just <laughs> no. asked me out. And then she's like, well, I thought maybe you'd have like a friend that want to go too, and we'd all go out. And he's she's yeah, like, oh, that's what you're trying to do. You're just trying to give them one of my friends. You're like, oh, I got to try. It was weird. It was kind of weird. Yeah. So uh, the next scene is up in uh, Doug's apartment above the stoop, and uh, his parents are kind of watching everything that's going on from up above. Um, his dad's kind of upset about uh, about Doug, just saying that he needs to think more about his future and less about what's going on on the stoop. And his mom's like, he's still a kid. Give him some time. Um, he'll be fine. And uh, his dad's like, I want my son to go to college. Right. Yep. Um, did he open the mail at this point or is that a little later? No, that's a little bit later. So Doug comes up from downstairs. His dad tells him, this is where I guess his dad tells him that his, yeah. uh, his friend, uh, Reggie. Well, first, first he gives him, he gives him grief for not doing his homework. He says, you need to do your homework. And we also get introduced to his sister, Sharon here, who seems to go by Sherry a lot. So Sherry, Sharon, um, who also just kind of pokes fun at him for not listening to his dad and not doing yeah, his homework. Yeah, she's obviously more like uh, like Reggie. She's uh, she's studying. She's doing her homework in the kitchen. Um, right. Pretty opposite of Malk or of Doug, but uh, Doug tells him that uh, he found out that Reggie got a scholarship to was it St. John's or I think so. Yep, that sounds right. To uh, play basketball and to go to school, and uh, he wants Doug to get serious about everything and. Uh, if he doesn't, he's going to make a move out. Yeah. Basically, so if you don't get a scholarship for college, you're gone. Yep. Um, so next scene, we're out uh, at the basketball courts. Uh, Doug goes over to talk to Reggie and says, uh, yo, Reggie, I don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
this doesn't i don't know this is a weird reaction to me but. yeah he's mad because uh reggie didn't tell him about the scholarship and reggie's like i just didn't want to make you upset and uh i didn't want to hurt you and they argue a little bit and then eventually walk opposite directions away from each other well he also really digs into him giving him that whole like i don't even think you're good enough to go to school you're not smart enough like really trying to say like you're you know you're going you're doing something better and you're leaving the rest of us behind and that's not cool because you don't deserve it which is obviously it's just anger and isn't true but um next scene back on the stoop uh doug and malcolm are talking about reggie uh then this kid kwanzie comes over and uh, he wants to take uh reggie's spot on the stoop now that uh reggie's gonna be going <laughs> away to well not even that he's gonna be going away that he's they're not friends anymore right uh doug and reggie so he's just gonna take his spot now yeah, and he starts hollering up at Sherry, too, trying to get her to come out and go out on a date with him. And this kid's, like, t- 11. Yeah, they say, uh, I think Doug says, she's four years older than you. You're not. And then, uh, yeah. but Kwanzi's like, ah, I'll get her one day. <laughs> he's not <laughs> he trying. Yeah, trying. he's probably what, like 10? She's probably 14, something like that? So, that sounds about right. Sure. So uh, next thing we've got Doug back upstairs uh, in his apartment. Um, he does another talk to the camera about uh, his relationship with his father and uh, the decision that he's made. His dad gets home and he tells his dad he's quitting school and he's just going to get a job. And he feels like that's the best uh, choice for him. Uh, yeah, probably not. And I'm sure dad I mean, has to say maybe. about that. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, his uh, parents pretty much tell him, no way. That's not what you're doing. And his dad uh, tells his mom to go in the other room and then gives Doug a little talk, starting with a story about a lion and a hyena, pretty much comparing Doug to the hyena. And uh, if he does, the the moral of the story is go to school or you're going to get eaten up if you go if you go in the jungle. Look, maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe this is just a cultural thing. But this story made no sense to me. This lion and hyena (laughs) story like they're really wasn't a moral it was just like the hyena wanted to be the king of the jungle and the lion was like i'm already the king of jungle the king of the jungle plus you don't know anything you can't be the king of the jungle that was it like there was no uh, this wasn't it's like it. an aesop's fable yeah, where it's there just was like a don't resolution. be a, don't be a goof like a hyena if you want to be king you got to be a lion and if, i don't know and if you want to be a lion you have to keep, you have to go to school <laughs> i don't know man this story this story fell a little flat for me it wasn't not what i was expecting uh i got really excited when he's like i'm gonna tell you a story back from the island about a, a hyena and a lion. I'm like, oh, I'm ready. I'm let me tell me a story. And I was like, what? No, there's no end. There's no end to this story. What? This, this isn't a story. Does Doug kind of show that he kind of understands what his dad's saying at this point, though? Did you get that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, um, then we've got uh the mom and dad talking. I don't know. I, if I ever use their real names, we'll see if it ever happens. Mom and dad are talking. Um, dad says he's fixed everything. And uh, mom says that, uh, you know what? You might be a little part of the problem. Um, you need to show support no matter what your son is doing and uh, stop giving him such a hard time. He's still a kid. Yeah. She points, makes sure that he understands that he's got some, he's got some culpability in this. So a little later on, um, Reggie is uh, just finished a date. You see him walk up with uh, Dante again, right? Dante. Yeah. And then uh, Reggie and Doug uh, talk a little bit on the stoop about the scholarship. Uh, His dad comes down and uh, tells uh, Reggie first that he's proud of him, but then also tells uh, hands. He hands uh, Doug some mail and says how uh, how proud he is of uh, Reggie as well. Well, the other way around, he tells Reggie how proud he is and says, I'm also but not as proud as I am of my son. And then hands him the book letter yeah and uh the letter says occupant which i mean i guess means that he can still live at the house right well there was a joke back at the beginning when when the dad is first giving doug a hard time about not getting a scholarship not doing anything where and doug's like well i get all these scholarships i get all these offers from colleges every day and he's like and the dad's like well let me go look at the mail and he goes and looks at the mail and and there's one thing that says occupant and doug's like that's that's got to be for me that's got to be it he's like well if you don't that's when he says if you don't get a scholarship then you won't be an occupant here anymore so it's a call back to this earlier scene yep so uh, his dad once again says how proud he is of him uh goes back upstairs uh reggie says to uh doug seems like your dad's proud of you and then uh reggie says to uh or doug says to reggie reggie i'm proud of you too and then uh reggie says thanks man the two of them hug it out and then malcolm sees and gives him a hard time for hugging each other 
yeah, Malcolm uh, gets back to the stoop and uh, wants to know about how the date went. And uh, I think Reggie tells him, or Doug tells him, go get your own date. And then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> that's it. <sighs> Ranking them, I feel like we're going to be completely different here. Probably. Um, I think I have this here. I have to make sure I know the name of these new shows. Uh, that one is that. Do you want me to go first? No. Uh-huh. And then what's this show called? Uh, it's only three shows. I don't remember the names of them already. Uh, that's not it, is it? Yeah. Okay. All right, you can go first. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to do uh, Getting By at 3, Where I Live at 2, and Family Matters at number 1. Flip them. I got it the opposite. Getting By <laughs> at 1, Where I Live at 2, Family Matters at 3. We'll see how these two shows shake out. Um, Family, Matter, Family Matters for me got the number 1 because it's a, it's a really important episode. Uh, is it though? I don't even know if they really made it feel that important. That's what I'm going and with. And they like, don't, but we, because the, the reason why it's important is not because of what happens because of what the fact that this is it for judy judy's done who cares she's been done for for two seasons well, that's a season one season but i, I don't know oh, look for me this is a milestone episode because of Ju- just because that's of judy's last episode is that why or yes because of yes. The, yeah? yes okay. yes yeah <sighs> walter was good i'll give you that uh um, was good steve was nah. Yeah, Steve was really was inconsequential in this episode Laura was in it for literally 10 seconds this episode, like walking down the aisle, and that was it. Yeah, and calling um, Steve at the beginning. I'm sticking with mine. I I, I have, uh, I, I like the uh, Kathy character and getting by, and I think it's going to, I think it's going to play out pretty well as soon as uh, mm-hmm. Rachel learns how to act. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so what do we got next week on the show? Yeah, next week is a full week, uh, but a little bit of a different lineup. So... Family Matters is not, there's no episode of Family Matters next week. So Getting By is going to be at the eight o'clock spot. So Getting oh, wow. By season one, episode two. Uh, Step by Step, new episode, season two, episode 20. Dinosaurs, season three, episode 18. Uh, and then 930 again, Where I Live, season one, episode two. Got it. Hopefully I won't have to ask you about what we're watching this week. Uh, where I Well, live. I'll tell you this. After next week, it, things get things get wild. It's, it's going to be a confusing... Confusing spring, I'll tell you that. Um, I don't even think I thanked them at the beginning of the episode, but uh, thanks to uh, Casey Hatton and CJ Alicia for the theme song this week. Thanks, Casey and CJ. Appreciate it. If you want to send in your own version, you can do that. TGIFcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. Uh, we've got GalaxyCon just like a couple weeks away now at this point, right? Yeah, it's like two, three weeks at the most. Uh, we need to confirm what we're going to do do for galaxy kind i think we have an idea but uh we just need to make sure we can make that happen so we'll, we'll probably talk about it on next week's episode and then uh we'll see you uh in richmond at at, at our panel yeah what's the is it the 25th does that sound right i thought it was earlier than that but it might be the 25th i can't remember um but we're, we're saturday night that's the important part it's the, tw- it's the 25th get a saturday pass you'll see us live at galaxy con richmond virginia yeah. march the 25th We'll be there. Cool. Uh, anything else? Anything else we need to talk about? I got nothing. New shows. I'm excited. See how they ha- see how they go, and uh, we'll keep talking about them. That's right. All right, man. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. <laughs>